This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming companion podcast to dice over everything, where we choose a topic and talk about it for as long as the dice decides. All right. Tough topic today. What have you been up to for your hobby this week? Two minutes, so nice and quick. Well, um, I have, since I finished the dioramas, I feel like super free. And I was finally able to go and finish all of the um, the uh, Infinity models that I had on my table to finish my Yu Jing Invincible Army. Nice. So that was like nine guys that I just had at like 80% for the longest period of time. And I just got it to 90% and then said, ah, they're done. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that 20% takes most of the effort to, to like bang out. But exactly. if you just skipped half of... They're like 80% of the effort to finish the 20. That's that's a real speed-saving technique right there. That's right. We should we, we, we did have a speed uh, painting uh, podcast before. We, we should have put that in there. We, we talked about skipping steps, and obviously you had to, but since we only have two minutes, we won't talk yeah. about what steps you skipped. I'll say that, I guess, I don't know, mostly yesterday, and today I was painting skin tones for the last couple guys for some Infinity models. So mm-hmm. it's mostly people who have this, or I just gave them the same skin tone to make it faster. So, but I do paint them in clusters. Mm. So, yeah, just, there's so many there's so many tones you have to it's, mix for doing like skin yeah. tones. I don't want to paint uh-huh. one guy at once. If you want to do decent skin tones, you need a lot of different colors going on. Yeah, I think it's kind of amusing to think like, why is everyone the the same skin tone? And you're like, well, it's not that you know I want them to be. It's just that I'm lazy, <laughs> and so I have one formula, and I'm like, I don't want to mix this up. And 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 sometimes you do, but usually it's like. I have like three different skin tones. Everyone in the army has three different skin colors. You can mm-hmm. call it like I don't know, pale, medium, and tan, and that's it. For whatever your baseline is, it, there's just three. Yeah, that's that's what I've got going on in this army. <laughs> I just paint them all in batches. I'm like, all right, even though some of the guys aren't painted at all, I'm just like, I'll just do the skin tones first. It's 100%, and the rest is gray, just to get it out of the way. All right, so got, getting that topic out of the way. Got another one for us? Yep. All right. So the next one is, what do you think is the best way to display your minis? Three minutes. I I actually, when you're mentioning it, I don't like those big, tall display cabinets. I know everybody has them. Mm -hmm. But just from an aesthetic standpoint, the lighting in them is not that good. And yeah, you'd have to put lighting into them, right? And the yeah. issue is that they often have like a fully glass case, right? But then the miniatures on the top is fine. But then mm-hmm. every level below that, you get progressive – like your miniatures start blocking the light from, from the next one, right? And so in some ways I like it, but I feel like the trays should be solid so you can inset uh, lighting fixtures. Well, yeah, and just having miniatures go all all the way to the ground isn't just it's just not aesthetically pleasing having just like miniatures all over the place in this whole vertical thing. Just thinking of like paintings on the walls, there's like a certain range of viewing <laughs> that looks good, and just having more That's objects, just having more objects as well. Like there's a certain point where things start to look cluttered. So I think the best way to display yeah, things. What, what is what is what kind of painting would you put at at foot level? If you had them, just like how you have your miniature display case all the way to the ground, mm-hmm. what painting goes at the bottom? The paint, the, the paintings of your child is like, 
Oh, man, you did this at five year olds. When you were five, it was cute. Now I just have to keep it just because so you won't complain. So I put it's, it at the very bottom. It's like at the bottom of the fridge magnetized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I think having something like For a bookshelf. Dogs to take a look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'll take care of the mattress you don't like. <laughs> Anyways, we might we might have a topic on getting rid of that, getting rid of those things too. The dog ate my mattress, but. Uh, I think having things like bookshelves and putting the guys on those optimal levels of the bookshelves, but mm-hmm. personally, I wouldn't just leave them outside of cases. I would say mm-hmm. like having dioramas that are either like enclosed, like mm-hmm. it's nice. And or self-lighted? Having, yeah. Self-lit? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Or just like smaller display cases within mm-hmm. on your shelf. But. Yeah. Yeah, at that level, right? You have two levels, basically. You have, and they're both eye level. You have eye level sitting down and eye level standing up, mm-hmm. right? And those are two levels you can have, right? Especially if you're in an office or something, you you will get all of the miniatures that you, that you see while you're sitting down. And as you walk by or whatever, then you have the optimal level goes up one bookshelf, right? For, yeah. for when you're standing up. So yeah, I, t- I, I agree. Uh, I think dioramas are great. I think um, since we're miniature gamers, like I used to have a bunch of books, but now I don't read. I just listen to podcasts about miniature gaming, and then I play miniature games. So like all, literally, like you're saying, I have like I'm just looking at myself right now, uh, my bookshelf, uh, which is one of those IKEA ones. Uh, mm-hmm. I have three shelves of miniatures, or actually technically five, but like at that eye level, I have three shelves out of four that are miniatures and then one shelf of alcohol and, <laughs> and, and what's on yeah. and what's on the bottom levels though uh the, technically they're miniatures but they're miniatures in boxes yep same thing i just keep like cases <laughs> of miniatures on lower levels just to choose good looking boxes to put on the bottom level so that yes, of your display exactly. mm-hmm. yeah i have some board games as well but yeah that's basically how i do it yeah, that's, but, that's, uh, that's how you do the nerd shit as a miniature gamer i'm fine with displaying board games at foot level that's fine yeah. All right. Next topic. You got one? I do. So I guess no, we're talking about putting a whole bunch of miniatures together. So we don't often play army size games, but we did a little while back play ninth edition. But then because I was playing orcs, I just used trays from Apocalypse to put the guys on to just shove yep. so many models forwards. But thinking of the aesthetic of that, I'm wondering what you think looks better for trays if you're having to use a tray game squares on the trays or circles that go into the trays hmm what looks better yeah circle all right let's roll it up roll it up roll it up oh yeah i forgot to roll four minutes all right so we can do a whole like dissertation then on trays in four Um, minutes okay yeah yeah oh it's not a big topic right um so I would say the circles end up looking so so there's two things there's as they are now and as they would be in an ideal version of them right so the games with circles on them are game of thrones and the apocalypse kind of trays uh kind of games right where they have the the larger tray with circles embedded inside of them those look better squares right now are like the old warhammer style where you just have an empty tray and then you stack the squares tightly against each other which Mm -hmm. i do not think look good 
so it's, it's like a complete grid pattern in those games for the squares. Yes, and there's Sorry. no spacing in between the grid pattern, and I don't think that looks good. Okay. And especially doesn't look good when you take guys off of that tray. So mm-hmm. I would say as of now, the circles, but if you added spacing, like a properly like edited table, mm-hmm. I think the squares would look better. I'm just thinking about now, why does no one paint the space under the circles? Or the squares, because like, with the trays, you've got the edges and all that, and people paint that. I guess I'm thinking of the square trays. Nobody seems to even paint the square trays at all, because there's no space left. Whereas the round ones, people will often paint those. Well, they paint them, but it's usually like black or whatever. You mean like paint it as like a miniature? Yeah, like paint it to match the basing around it. Like base the under tray for the tray? Yeah, that's how I picture trays. Then like, it takes I, up space, and then they don't. They don't uh, stick. They don't like if you if you flock and base the under tray, then your miniatures don't sit well on the actual base. They end up sitting higher. Well, you wouldn't flock it. You would just paint it. Yeah, but then it's not going to look the same. But you just paint it green. That's not what they used to do. Everything mm-hmm. was goblin green, right? It was. But I was thinking how we can advance beyond this for these larger games. Uh-huh. Like what's going to look good versus the squares think, versus the circles. So I I like. I like the larger tray. Um, I don't think... I actually don't fully like the circles within a square tray. Because uh, that's Game what... Thrones. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That does it. And I'm thinking in that game, people really have to paint the tray because the tray is so large and there's so much space yeah. between the circles. Exactly. So for But would it look better if there were squares? The entire game is square-based right mm-hmm. so then you have that aesthetic of squares on squares right or or do you think that would not look as good in a checker pattern because because your actual tray it's one thing your tray is like a rounded shape like an apocalypse it actually looks quite good right it's kind of an irregular kind of shaped tray mm-hmm. and then you have the circles inside that makes sense right it doesn't make sense to put squares in some sort of like rounded irregular shape it wouldn't look good so the, the circles fit there but if you have a literal square tray, the inner things, I feel like, should be squares as well and should be evenly spaced. Like, I don't think there is a good reason why the miniatures in a Game of Thrones have circular bases besides someone thought, hey, this is a good idea to sell these miniatures to also uh, gamers, right? Mm-hmm. Who like, who have, like, if you have them loose, every, most people prefer circle circles, right? Yep. And so they're like, we're going to make them circles so we can sell to the wider base, but we also want to make a random flat, so they just fit into this kind of other tray. Yeah, because when they display the miniatures for Game of Thrones, they don't display them, like when I think of the 3D render they show for their advertising, mm-hmm. they don't show them with the tray. They show them just with their round base by themselves or yeah. clustered together it looks in the better. render. It just looks better. It looks better way. because people are not squarish, right? So it's weird to have, like, like you have this weird kind of rounded shape and then you have a square base it's it sticks out in stark contrast mm-hmm. although you know that is how mm-hmm. miniature games not miniature games sorry table not tabletop turn based strategy games on computer will often do the squares right just to make it easy mm-hmm. yeah because the guys are moving in a grid just to show you that they're like taking up a certain amount of space yeah yeah uh, and so maybe it would be fine. I guess squares on a square-based game are fine. 
it might actually look better, right? Because if you already have a grid and then you have the circle miniatures on the on the uh, squares, on the mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah, it looks a little bit different, but yeah, I always whatever. find that odd. Anyhow, I don't think we concluded. Ran out of time. Yep. We'll come back to it another time. Told you it required a real dissertation. All right, so so we have one more probably. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go for one, or you got one ready? Uh, I got a bunch, but did you want to go for one? No, I can save it. All right. So the last one is. Did you roll first How... question later? No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm just wondering if this is the previous one I did. Hmm. Nope. This is a new one. So, how much would you buy a display painted miniature for? Six minutes. Oh, Lord. Okay. I I guess we have time to set terms on this question. So, I don't... I guess I do put miniatures on display... But I want it to be my stuff. So really having yep. somebody else's display, dis- display quality painted pieces has pretty yep. minor value for me to put on my yep. display because that's not that's not one of my goals. But I know yep. there's other people who paint who like value that sort of stuff to yep. have on the board. So hmm. I would honestly rather play with somebody else's display. Like if I'm thinking of like gaming pieces. I'd rather just play with it and be like, oh yeah, some other dude yep. painted that. I would, yeah. I would, I would honestly like prioritize getting something from somebody else for that. Now I'd probably end up just rebasing it to match my own army and be like, yeah, but I mm-hmm. screwed with it, even though they were, they were paid to do it. So I'm looking at it from that context. I mean, you put more stuff on yep. display than I do, so maybe you can recontextualize it back to how you originally phrased it. But for me, no, if someone... I thought all of those things would matter. And you've actually gone through the things that, that I'm thinking about, which I feel like makes the question interesting because yeah. I think it would be too easy. The reason why I said display painted is because mm-hmm. I think it would be too easy to say, oh, just paint it. Right. Because you're definitely then buying to just to play stuff. Right. But if it's a display quality painted miniature, mm-hmm. right, yep. then you are paying to display this, even if you end up playing with it. So the yeah, question so, is, how much how much would you pay for one? My, so if I thought the person was like a really impressive painter, and I'd like seen uh-huh. their stuff online, I've been imitating them. Uh-huh. I think I would easily pay like seventy dollars for their like version of something. It has to be a miniature I would want in the army, and it has to be like a nice piece. But, but you would would you put it on your on your dis? Would you display it? No. That's oh. exactly my thought. I wouldn't display it. I, I would not. It would just sit in the case with the army that it goes with. It wouldn't be worth taking the effort of taking it out. It's like, no, it's just part of this army. Well, now. yeah, that's the, the entire thing. Because we are painters, like we mm-hmm. we really enjoy the painting portion, It it's a little bit odd to have someone else's painted miniature in your collection because I guess there's some sort of sense of vanity, right? It'd be weird to have, like, one miniature. And then... Even if, uh, even if it was like I don't know some top level painter, right? And you were able to, even if you got it gifted, would you like? It would have to be really cool, and it would almost have to be also hand sculpted, right? 
mm-hmm. for me to want to put it up because if it's not head sculpted or at least designed in that way for like the painter sculptor to be special yep. uh if it's in that way then i would consider it like a piece of art right which i don't mind putting up in in a separate place right but it would have to be really good in a way that it was very clear that it wasn't yours this like, is some other like it wasn't thing. mine yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't mine so it'd have to be really great and i would have to find a place i guess i could put it on a mantle or something like that but then the issue is how much would i pay for it mm-hmm. like if i got it for free sure i would put it yeah it would have to be like a professional level like I can't get like a, a local person, or it can be a gift from from a, a person, right? That who, who I like, that's one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the sentimental value, which it could be priceless. But the if it's just some professional painter that I admire, it has to. I, I treat it like a piece of art, and because I don't even have enough room to put up the stuff that I do, how much would I actually end up paying? to put up this display piece. So then I end up in the same spot as you, right? Mm-hmm. Where where I think, oh, well, I'd probably just buy the display painted miniature and then just play with it. Mm-hmm. That, that would give me the most joy out of it. So. That would definitely give me the most joy than just, just, just putting it there, which is different than if I painted it myself, I, I get a lot of joy. Although I technically I probably get the most joy out of the miniatures that I painted well that I play with rather than just the ones that I display. So now I have to paint like two versions of the same miniature that I display. So that I can I can have the display version and, and then the play version. Um, so I always have one that's pristine. Um, uh, I just take the perspective, I'll just paint something else. I'm like, oh, I ruined this like high quality miniature a little. Hey, I'll just do another one, whatever. No, there's, there's some miniatures I don't. More nostalgic. There's some things I don't move around. There's some really big infinity that miniatures that weigh like over a pound, and I just don't move them because they'll be damaged. Yeah, that's true. So for display, so let's let's get down to brass tacks. We actually are spending, the, you know, we're, we're getting we basically almost got there. Um, so brass tacks, uh, I would pay. Uh, a really like if if you know the ones that were in the miniature painting competition, like the the Oz one or the Moby Dick one, I would pay for that. I could pay a hundred bucks for that. Yeah. No, I would for... never be able to buy it for a hundred. No. And, <laughs> for but, display. For display, pay, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would pay more than 150, honestly, for a display miniature. Uh, and then for playing. Therefore, you don't even value them enough to actually be the purchaser. You're like. I'm not the purchaser of this. No, no. Yes, I'm not. Like, I know that it's worth more because, but I'm just not the the market. So I play 150 for a display one. Uh, for a play one, I guess it would be the same price, 100, 150. But I don't even know if I would be 150. I'd probably play less, 100. Mm-hmm. Well, I said 70 for something <laughs> I end up playing with. So 70 for you end up playing There's with. Not- How about one to display? Not even seventy, it would just be the same price, and then you would just play with it. Well, if it was a piece that couldn't be played with, I'm like, I don't want. It's not worth money. So you would not buy that Moby Dick or that Wizard of Oz. It's only like, because it only has value for seventy bucks. It only has whatever if value have, it has. To, if you have to keep it, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh it's hurting. If you me. have to display it, really? Those are beautiful. Oh yeah, actually, I would pay for those. some of those. Yeah, I would pay a hundred bucks for them. 
They're pretty impressive. About works of art. They're they're impressive works of art, but they're not the type yeah. of works of art I'm trying to acquire. So. Uh, I like yeah, flat Yeah, the great things. thing about flat, <laughs> you can put them on the wall. They don't take up space. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So that is our last question. Um, apparently, there's a lot going into that. That was great. Um, all right. So if you have any questions for us or you want to comment on the, uh, you know, how much you would pay or how we are hurting the painting market, because even though we love miniature gaming or, and miniatures and painting, we wouldn't even pay that much for it. Mm-hmm. Give us a shout. Talk to us about it. We'd love to hear you. Uh, uh, you can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yeah, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.